You're tuning in to the Banks Fantasy Show, a show to help you win the championship and take home that trophy year in and year out. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the show. Um, how are you guys doing today? I kind of just wanted to get out a show because it is the pre, pre-draft stage and everybody's kind of get into this draft and scout rookies and all that fun stuff. So picks are flying through trades and whatnot. Um, and some of these players that we're going to be talking about today in the buy low show have left a sour taste in a lot of people's teams. So that's why they're kind of buy lows because people invest in these guys and they kind of expect to get a certain um, certain value out of them last season and they didn't really get that. So they're going to be trying to sell buy the, sell them low because they're not too happy with them. So um, we're going to be talking about a few guys that I think will break out and have a great season this year um, depending on landing spots, of course, of some of these rookies. But all these guys are most of these guys are safe in the situation they are in. And I've just I've just seen some of these trades where these guys are going for not much, and and I think you guys should be taking advantage of that to help your fantasy team, and especially if you're rebuilding, this will help a lot because you could you could buy low on some of these guys and still have value to upload, still have value to kind of retool your team elsewhere as well. So kind of just so just digging in, first player on on the buy low show would be Jerry Judy, and if you follow my Twitter, you will be. You kind of saw I put out a post earlier today with Jerry Judy. Um, he was he is only 23 years old, which a lot of people forget. He's only been in the year for he's only been in the league for two years. He was the 15th overall pick to the Denver Broncos two years ago. Um, a stat that kind of surprised me because I also didn't even realize that is he averaged 16.9 points in the last eight games that he was playing, which is something that just that's a league winner right there it's nothing crazy but if you had him on his team your team he wasn't starting at the beginning of the year because of some of the games that russell wilson kind of threw at him <laughs> it was just russell wilson was terrible at the beginning of the year and secretly russell wilson had a good end of the year now that could be because they're a lot less risk they're a lot more risky with the ball and they kind of wanted to just they didn't they weren't in the playoffs they're just kind of more give the ball to Russell Wilson and let him do what he wants. Um, and Jerry Judy was a big part of that. Um, five of his last eight games, he averaged over six. He had sixteen point five plus points. One of the games, he had over thirty. Um, so he def with some of the values that I'm seeing him go for now. I'd hammer him. Try to get him on my team. He's a good rebuild tool. He's a good contending tool, and he's not going for that much. So if you could get him on his team, on your team, on your fantasy team, that'd be huge for you. Um, he was the wide receiver eight in points per game from week seven to week eighteen. So you're getting wide receiver one numbers, and he does have that Russell Wilson stink on him that people view is if he's getting the ball from Russell Wilson with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy coming into this offseason, people are scared because of Russell Wilson and how bad he was last year based on his expectations. So I'd go buy him. There is trade rumors, which can only be good. I've seen some of the landing spots. Some are iffy, but he is only 23 years old. And whoever trades and gives that draft capital up to Denver is only going to use him more 
because of what they paid for him. So if you are looking to buy a wide receiver to rebuild around, go get Jerry Judy. He's cheap, and you're set, all right? So going into our number two guy is Trey Lance, San Francisco out of San Francisco quarterback, 22 years old, third overall pick in 2021 draft. Um, he, I've seen some of the startups that I've been doing this offseason. He's going fourth and fifth round startup value, so you could get him for a mid-first. Now, would I pay a 104 for him? Probably not, because I'd like to take my chances on Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, but... If you could trade the 105, 106, if you could trade the 106 for Trey Lance, I would. And I've seen a lot of trades where people are trading Brock Purdy for Trey Lance, where people are valuing Brock Purdy more, which makes absolutely no sense because Brock Purdy's a seventh round pick. San Francisco invested three first round picks into Trey Lance. They sat him a year to make sure he was set. That didn't go well because obviously in the second game he had an injury that was season end- ending but the only tape we have in the last two years is that monsoon game and people invested him into him like crazy two years ago and they're going to try to get him off his team to kind of to kind of buy him off his team to get to reinvest in somebody else because they invested so much so He's going to be so cheap in some of your leagues. I've shopped around. I'm trying to give a first for him. If you could give a late first and a wide receiver for him, I would. Um, I'm giving some of my later quarterbacks, like Kirk Cousins, and a pick for him. Um, and he does have that rushing upside, which is what we're looking for in Dynasty Fantasy Football. So that that is something that is only a plus. And Brock Purdy had Christian McCaffrey, had a healthy George Kittle, had Debo Samuel, had Brandon Ayuk. Yes, there is Brandon Ayuk trade rumors. There was last year with Debo. But Trey Lance, when he played in his limited time, he didn't have healthy George Kittle. He didn't have Christian McCaffrey, which, you know, as you know, only helps the quarterback. Trey Lance will be there week one. Brock Purdy won't be healthy by week one and won't have the reps to be able to start week one. So Trey Lance will be there week one. Worst case scenario, San Francisco absolutely hates him and wants to go with Brad Purdy, which they respect Trey Lance, which they did invest a lot into him. He's a good guy. Um, unfortunate with his injury history, but similar to Saquon last year, I don't see that happening with Trey Lance still because I don't think he's injury prone. It's just un- He just got unlucky, really. So invest in Trey Lance, high risk, high reward. Um... But if he hits and you're rebuilding and you invest in him, you win the jackpot, and that's league winner trade right there. Um, So go get Trey Lance. And like I said, worst case, San Francisco doesn't like him. They trade him to a team like Tennessee. They trade him to a team like Atlanta. They trade him to a team like Baltimore, where he does start because he deserves that opportunity because of his last two years not being able to prove himself. Teams are going to be looking for that 22-year-old quarterback and he's still young and he's younger than most of the quarterbacks in this draft or some of the quarterbacks in this draft so teams are going to want him if san francisco doesn't but based on history san francisco will want to keep on rolling with trey lance looking at our number three by low is kyler murray quarterback out of arizona and a lot of you may be questioning how he's a by low i've seen him going in the mid second to late or early third round in startups He's only 25 years old. He was the first overall pick in, in the draft three years ago. Um, 
But this past season, he was QB8 in the time he was healthy, even though some guys, if you owned him, you're kind of hesitant on some of the performances he gave you. But that rushing upside is huge. Everybody knows that he's had that huge rushing upside. Um, six of the ten weeks, six out of the ten weeks he was playing, he was QB8 or better. So you're getting QB1 numbers consistently out of him, and the time you're not is typically because of his weapons. He had no D-hop for the six, first six weeks. Um, Marquise Brown was injured for most of his, for the back end of his time. Um, and it's, and Kyler Murray will be a big buy low if you are rebuilding. Make sure you look at your team, your league's um, settings, because if the 101 and the picks behind it are... If the 101 and the picks behind it are decided by points four, make sure you go get Kyler Murray because one, you get the points off your roster for the time being, and you also have an elite quarterback coming in for 2024, which you won't have to pay premium next offseason. So you're paying him for cheap now, and you're getting him for next season. Now this is for rebuilding teams to have something in the back of their mind because you're getting... Points off your roster, which will help you get the 101 or a better pick for more value. You can do whatever you want, Caleb Williams. Um, but Arizona's not in a rush to bring him back in 23, so you got to kind of keep that in mind. Make sure the seller knows that that as well, and I'm sure they do, which is why they're trying to sell him, because they want to compete. So if you're rebuilding, this is a huge buy low. Go get him for cheap. Just do it. All right, heading into our fourth guy in today's episode is wide receiver Michael Pittman out of Indiana. 25 years old, second round pick, 34th overall in 2020 draft. Um, and he he is a buy low because of the, well, first off, the quarterback situation in Indiana last year was just was just terrible, right? You had Matt Ryan starting some game, Nick, Nick Foles starting some games, so... He's going to get a better quarterback this season with Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, or Bryce Young, whatever falls to him. So he'll have a rookie quarterback most likely. Right now, Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback, but at four, they either trade up for at number three to get a guy, or they'll let the whatever three fall to him at number four. So, And with rookie quarterbacks, you typically see them targeting their number one wide receiver as their safety valve a ton because... It's a way they get out of situations, right? So um, so Michael Pittman will get the targets, and he did last year. He just couldn't get accurate targets because of his quarterback, and some of them were just mainly terrible throws because of pressure because the quarterback couldn't wasn't mobile. Matt Ryan wasn't mobile, and he was not doing some... He wasn't throwing good balls to Michael Pittman. So we'll see next year with this rookie quarterback, they're going to be targeting Michael Pittman forever. Uh, not forever, but... They're going to be tar- targeting Michael Pittman a lot. And there's no other competition. I mean, yeah, they have Jonathan Taylor and they run the ball. But they'll have a healthy O-line, healthier O-line than last year. So there'll be more time for Michael Pittman to get downfield and get those touchdown receptions. And this team didn't really get in the end zone last year because of that offense. So you'll see Pitt- Michael Pittman get a lot more touchdowns, a lot more targets, and a lot more catches le- next year. And right now, people don't value him because they thought he'd he would have broken out last year so they invested a ton into him so they're kind of disappointed so you could bank on that in fantasy off that day disappointment and 
people are just going to want to get off of him. They don't know the quarterback situation. And Michael Pittman kind of has that stink to him because people invested so much into him. So I'd go try to get him. He isn't a sexy name per se, but he's 25 years old. He's young. He's going to give you points on your team. Um, and he's going to be the wide receiver one next year with no no competition really besides Alec Pierce, which has been the wide receiver two in that offense. And Michael Pittman is clearly the better athlete and wide receiver in that group. Number five, I'm not a huge R running back buyer. If you know me, the two times I like to buy running backs is at the end of the career when you're competing. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, guys like that that are only going to give you one to two years, but you could buy super cheap because of that and help you get that championship or in the draft. I do not like buying young running backs early. I only like buying running backs through the rookie draft and through and at the end of their career because we've seen guys plummet like crazy Javante Williams, Najee Harris, Brees Hall just completely fall off the face of the earth because of their injuries and they give you nothing for the rest of the year whereas I mean yeah Brees Hall's value is going to be up but he gave you nothing to compete for that championship and you you probably invested a 101 in him last year and he couldn't give you that championship so, I guess he's a good asset for this year, but last year wasn't so much. And that's what happens with running backs, and people are still investing like crazy in them. So, I would be careful when buying a running back, but we see this upcoming running back that I'm going to point out, Najee Harris. I've seen some guys just completely sell him for an early second, late first, which is just crazy to me. 25 years old, 24th overall pick. He's only been in the league for two years. He was drafted as the RB2, RB3 last year in Dynasty startups behind Jonathan Taylor, kind of competing with Javante Williams for that 2-3 spot. Um, depending how you liked your running backs, you went either Najee or Javante. Typically, people went Najee, but he was going at that 2-3 spot in running backs um, because people had a lot of hope in him because of how much upside he showed in his year one rookie season and how good he did. Um, I think he'll be back to the RB1 upside this year, and I think he'll be giving you RB1 numbers. I mean, last year, during your championship, and at the end of the season, he was giving you RB7 numbers. And top 12 is RB1, right? So he's giving you middle RB1, mid RB1 numbers, and what was last year a really bad offense that didn't score a lot of points. Jaron Warren was also competing snaps with him. Because of injuries, he was dealing with something in his foot last year. And he'll have a much better O-line this year as they're more healthy and they invested in some guys this offseason. And I wouldn't be too skeptical if I would. I'm thinking they're going to go towards an O-line in the draft as well, Pittsburgh, because that's one of their needs. But their O-line is a lot better. And he's only two years in the league, so tread on his legs. Injury prone. I don't believe in that. Right. For Najee. I think he's going to be right back. He's he's an cr- incredible athlete, great running back, great power back. He'll get you the goal line touches to get through the end zone, and he's a good receiving back. So I think Najee will kind of break out, and the value you're getting him at for what he's going to show you the next two to three years is just great. 
If you're contending, if you're mid-contending, mid-rebuild, I'd go get him. If you're rebuild, I wouldn't really. I am all against buying running backs in a rebuild because that's the last thing you want to do in your roster construction. But I would go get Najee Harris if you want to go win a championship this year. All I see is upside. He's going to score a ton of points. India. So go get Najee Harris. Go get Michael Pittman. Go get Kyler Murray. Go get Trey Lance. Go get Jerry Judy. Like I said, Trey Lance, high upside, high high, high risk, high reward. Um, but I'm confident. I'm confident in the San Francisco organization to treat him right. Um, you know, Brock Purdy ended the season strong with um, in that game versus Dallas. In that game versus Dallas, and what was the other game? No, it was Dallas. So he ended that season strong against Dallas. I think he had like thirty fantasy points or something like that. So he's gonna he's gonna do great. Um, I'm trying to remember who they played. I think it was San Francisco. They played a week before that, where he also did really well. Um, Brock Purdy, but I think you got to look at the weapons around him and kind of put in the situation that he was. Jimmy Garoppolo succeeded in that situation. So the only two logical reasonings I see with Trey Lance is San Francisco rides with him because of how much they invested in him, or they trade him away to get some of that investment back, and he goes start somewhere else because he's only 22 years old. He's only had four to five starts and most of those starts were with no practice with the wide receiver ones or the first team for most of the week um and that san francisco offense is very kind to quarterbacks and with christian mccaffrey Debo, kittle that o-line brandon Ayuk, huge upside with that rushing upside that's going to be a killer offense and that defense got better so you're going to see a lot of offensive snaps for trey lance and he's going to be starting week one, so he's going to showcase what he can do, and I'd go invest in him. People are so low on him. Go get him. And then I also wanted to talk about roster construction because I keep I keep saying a lot about it in these podcasts, in these episodes, and in my Twitter because it's very important to build your roster the right way. Looking at all the positional groups, quarterbacks, they last forever, right? You got 10 years. If you get a quarterback one, they're going to give you at least eight years of starting. Yes, they will get injured here and there, but it's rarely that long because teams want to keep their quarterback. Um, and there's not there's not a lot of them. So you getting a top 12 quarterback is huge and such a good advantage on your league mates. So what I would do... The first step is to make sure you get two top 12 quarterbacks. Preferably you want three, but that means only four teams could have three. So so they're rare. But if you're rebuilding, make sure you go get your quarterback. Because without a quarterback, you can't compete. Right? So um, the two quarterbacks are huge. Make sure you have wide receivers. They're easier to find than quarterbacks and running backs. But getting three to four good wide receivers you could start as your top three every week is huge. And they don't their value doesn't plummet as much as running backs. You'll see a wide receiver get injured. Their value won't change that much because, because they're not getting tackled. They're not getting hit. They're not getting... It's much easier to replace a running back than a wide receiver. So that's why wide receivers' value are 
so much higher than running backs. So quarterbacks and wide receivers should be your first priority when rebuilding or building a team. Yes, if you're in a startup, I wouldn't be opposed to drafting Bijan, JT, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall in the first three rounds. Um, but you got to make sure you get the wide receiver and quarterback room set for you to compete because if one of the quarterbacks goes down, plug in another quarterback and you're fine, right? One of the wide receivers go down, typically they aren't that they aren't down for that much. Running backs, on the other hand, if they get injured, their value will completely drop. You saw it with Javante Williams, he was getting drafted top three overall dynasty running back last year. Where is he now? He's around that eleven to fifteen range, even with his age. And that's because he's probably going to miss most of this season. If not half of it, right? It's the same case with J.K. Dobbins. His, his value was super high, and then it just dropped after that injury. So, it's very risky having a running back on your team and rebuilding. You only have so much value. I would not put that value into a running back because that value can go to zero in a, in a snap, right? Whereas wide receivers, it it isn't like that. Same with quarterbacks. But having a top 12 quarterback is so important that if you have two, you have such an edge on your league mates because only six teams in your league can have two elite quarterbacks. So you kind of have to think about that. You'll be like, okay, so if I have two, I'm already better than six of teams in the league. Now, if you have three, you could be like, okay, I have two, and then I can plug that third one in on a bye week. Injury happens. You're pretty much set for the next 8 to 10 years, and you could use your draft picks for wide receivers, running backs. You don't have to use it on a quarterback because you already have your proven talent, and that's why they're so expensive in Superflex and in trades because they're so important to roster building and team construction and all that. So if you have the right team construction, that's when I'll start investing in running backs in trades. Maybe in draft, like if I have the 101, no matter where I'm at, I'm drafting B. John because of his value. Mid-season, I'd probably trade him if I'm rebuilding just to get more value back and to focus on my roster construction. But I'm not really investing in running backs that much. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, once I get those sets set, then I'm in a perfect position to get running backs. Plug them in, golden, right? You're winning your championship, so... Make sure you're doing that, and you're also trying to build a dynasty. So think of this is the dynasty part in fantasy football. Many people often forget is you don't want to win just one year. You want to win for four, three, you know, you want to win the next three or five years, something like that. You want to build a dynasty so we're, you're bringing in all the money, your team's competing year in, year out, and to do that, you got to invest in high-reward high players like, like Trey Lance, Anthony Richardson, who will give you those QB1 weeks to help you win your league. Now, if you get, I drafted Jalen Hurts in a lot of my leagues last year because he was he was a high risk high reward because a lot of people did not know about him because he got limited snaps the year before and he was a big question mark because his year before wasn't that great, his passing accuracy wasn't that great, his rushing was good, but we aren't used to that level of that play style. Yes, we got Lamar, but Jalen Hurts is a more physical runner, like Justin Fields, like Cam Newton, that 
people are kind of concerned about injuries. So what I did is I drafted him a lot in the late first round, early second. And I had one league where I drafted him, I think it was 108, 109. And I waited a couple weeks till he boomed for like four weeks straight. And yes, he had an amazing season. I was in a rebuild. So I wanted to keep him, but I pivoted down. I got I got Kyler Murray Justin and Justin Jefferson, which is just crazy, right? In one of my leagues. In another league, I got Dak Prescott and Justin Jefferson. And another one elite, and this was when Dak Prescott was injured, right? So it makes sense value-wise. Kyler Murray was still, he was putting up 13 points that week. So the owner was like, I can't do it. Jalen Hurts was a QB, top three QB um, last year. And the top three QBs gapped the rest of the quarterbacks by two full points. So having that high risk, high reward can completely change your team because if they hit, you're cashing out so much value. So that's what I mean by roster constructions. Um, I'm not a big fan of investing in running backs early at all in your roster roster construction. Um, so that's kind of what I mean by that. And I kind of wouldn't just explain that at the end of the episode because I'll reference it a lot in not only this episode, not only in my Twitter, but in future episodes. It's going to be something that I reference a lot in help you build your teams around so take that note and yeah so I, I appreciate you guys tuning in today i'm gonna have more episodes coming out i'm hoping to post more frequently with the draft coming up about players and whatnot i'm hoping to set up a youtube so i could give you guys kind of individual player analysis and you know stay tuned on my twitter i'm happy i try to answer as many questions as i can actually i answer all of them so tell me Give me a holler at me. Ask me about your roster. Ask me about trade advice. You know, I'm happy to help and give my input. Um, so, yeah, let's. I mean, our goal is to win championships, right? So, I'm going to be looking out for you guys and I'm going to give you guys more information to help build your team how you want it and how. Build your team how you want it without. with kind of some knowledge to help you build it. So. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you guys later.